Check, check, check. Okay. I'm back on the mic. <laughs> okay. Hey, what's up, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of Young, Beautiful, Successful. It's a podcast about Ariana Grande, and I'm your host, Gabby. Welcome back, you guys. I know I've taken a month off. At the very end of my last episode, I basically just said that I'm going through a transition in my life. What that is, is I'm starting a new job, a new full-time job. I've mentioned it to some of you guys that I talked to on TikTok and Instagram, but I do have a full-time job. And I've just been transitioning into a new time in my career, and it's really exciting, but also really hard and really stressful. I think anyone going through change or transition in whether it's their career or with a relationship with family, whatever it is, I think everyone can relate. And so I hope that you can bear with me with taking that month off, but I'm back, you guys, and (laughs) I'm doing my best to keep up with the podcast as always. I missed you guys so much. And so today it's just going to be me on the podcast and I just wanted to catch up on some Ariana news. And then I am doing a bit of a listener mailbag episode. I've never done this before, but I had you guys submit some questions and topics for me on Instagram and TikTok. So after we get through the news, I'm just going to open up my Instagram and open up TikTok and go through a few of your comments and things you submitted on Instagram stories. And I'm just going to talk about them. So (laughs) that's the plan. Okay, so I would say... The biggest news uh, since I've been away is Ariana has won a lot of awards. We're continuing the season of success in Ariana's life, <laughs> I would say. Um, she won two blimps at the Kids' Choice Awards, which were interestingly the same weekend as the Grammys. I don't think that's ever been like that before, but in this virtual covid world anything is possible so this year she won the kids choice collaboration for stuck with you with justin bieber and the kids choice female artist so two new nickelodeon orange blimps will be coming her way and then at the grammys ariana won best pop duo slash group performance for rain on me with lady gaga so that was more eventful than I would have imagined actually so it was presented that award was presented in the Grammy pre-show so I think this caused a lot of confusion but basically every year for the Grammys there's the main broadcast that starts you know prime time 8 p.m on CBS but only a few awards are actually presented in that broadcast the majority of the awards are presented ahead of the broadcast uh in I think they just call it like the Grammy pre-show it starts like midday and it'll just it's a kind of the same thing like the awards will be presented they'll announce the nominees and they all announce the winner but no one really accepts the awards and some people will send in like I think like Billie Eilish I think maybe sent in like a recorded message for that pre-show in previous years before COVID um Sometimes, like if it was an up-and-coming artist who maybe wasn't involved in the main show, they would go and accept their award there because that was kind of their only chance to make an acceptance speech, but it wouldn't be on TV. It's only on Grammys.com or I think maybe on YouTube. Ariana and Gaga did not submit anything and, you know, they didn't perform either. I think this was because Gaga wasn't 
acknowledged in a major category for Chromatica. It was definitely an upset. And also, Gaga is in Italy filming for House of Gucci. So I think Ariana only would have performed if Gaga was performing and she had a conflict and she wasn't nominated in a big four category. So she didn't really need to be there. Anyway, so (laughs) the presentation of this award was just very funny. The guy who presented the award, don't even know who he was, but he pronounced Ariana's name wrong. And the Grammy goes to rain on me lady gaga with honor ariana grande lordy jesus well when i get her name right i will go give make sure i give this to her (laughs) i will accept on their behalf i was super excited that they won and then uh of course though there was a lot of backlash uh to this win because bts was nominated in the same category Okay, I was just double-checking which song BTS was nominated for. So it was Dynamite. They were nominated for Dynamite in this category. I also think this category is relatively new. I was just looking it up. It looks like it only started in 2012. Best pop duo slash group performance. So sometimes you'll see bands nominated in this category or it's collaborations. So BTS being a boy band and Gaga and Ariana being a collab. So... Stan Twitter can be a dark place. I think Dynamite was a huge success for a K-pop group, for a boy band, period. It was very successful in America. BTS singing in English now. They became the number one song in the country. Their fan base is so dedicated and passionate in getting their streams going. Uh... There, the backlash was pretty insane, though. I definitely received some of it on some of my TikToks um, with the BTS ARMY being upset. Um, I think it makes me question a lot. You know, Stan Twitter, Stan culture can be pretty dark. I think there can be some extremes. When I saw ARMY, or purportedly people saying that they were ARMY, there were death threats to Ariana. There were... Um, death threats to her mom to Joan Grande um people using racial slurs uh homophobic slurs about Ariana's family um it was very dark and I won't get too deep into it but you know I I really want Stan Twitter to be a safe place and so I think a lot of fans are kind of dealing with this like did Ariana and Gaga deserve this like there's so much backlash I personally think let me look at the nominations. So the nominations were Rain On Me, J Balvin, Dua Lipa, Bad Bunny, and Tiny for Undia One Day, Justin Bieber and Quavo for Intentions, BTS for Dynamite, Taylor Swift and Bon Iver for Exile. So I also saw some Taylor Swift fans pretty, this is a pretty intense category. All the pop categories were pretty intense, um, just like very stacked this year. Um, with my personal taste, I think... It is just definitely rain on me for me. I just felt like it was a pretty big pop culture moment. It was a huge deal to have Gaga and Ariana on a song. Gaga's comeback. I also think the anthem of rain on me, I'd rather be dry, but at at least I'm alive. Like, it's kind of how we've all been feeling for the past year. Um, And like, rain on me, rain on me. Like, just 
all of the horrible things happening of 2020 and 2021 just like let it rain like at least I'm alive we can deal with it I think that message resonated with a lot of people and it was also one of the first songs um that came out in the past year that I was like I really want to be like in a club dancing to this so I personally do honestly think it did deserve it um I mean I liked Intentions Dynamite kind of sounded like a Bruno Mars song to me um but I know it was a huge deal for BTS to be singing in English and having kind of like an official 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 USA breakthrough uh Exile, I loved folklore, honestly, but I never really got into it. That song, Exile, I mean, I got into a lot of other songs from folklore, but Exile was actually one of my least favorite songs on folklore, interestingly. Um, But I do think Taylor deserved album of the year. Folklore was incredible and a huge moment in music. Um, And Undia, I've never heard, honestly. (laughs) I don't listen to Spanish music a lot. I I have a lot of friends who are always listening to like... Bad Bunny and Rosalia. Um, I personally don't always have it on repeat. So I do think Rain On Me would have gotten my vote if I were a Grammys voter. Um, and I think it was deserved. Um, but I just hope that, you know, as fans, we can all be more friendly to each other. Um, you know, I just hope it doesn't get so dark. I think that stan culture can be a place where people feel, can feel so welcome and feel so heard and like make friends online and so exciting, but then it can also be a very dark place and I, I don't want that for anyone. So that is the little Grammys recap for you. As we know, um, positions wasn't nominated ran on me this was ariana's only nomination this year and she won so that was pretty lucky you know she only had one chance at an award and she won it versus last year when she had five nominations and won zero so uh that was pretty lucky honestly but positions will be eligible next year for 2022 grammys and um we'll see what happens i mean i think if she's nominated i think we'll hopefully we'll get a performance again um, I wonder, uh, it could also get snubbed. You never know, you know, so it'll be interesting to see how positions is acknowledged by the Grammys next year. Um, especially with, you know, Sweetener winning a Grammy and Thank You Next getting so many nominations, winning nothing. I'm wondering kind of what the Recording Academy will think of positions. Did they love it? Did they hate it compared to Sweetener and Thank You Next, which obviously they acknowledged pretty well even if it was only one grammy win there were a lot of nominations for both of those eras so we will see Okay, so the next piece of news that was a pretty big deal this week is Demi and Ariana Grande confirmed their collab. Demi gave an interview to the New York Times and confirmed that an Ariana Grande collaboration will be on Demi's upcoming album due April 2nd, along with her documentary. 
Demi's documentary, Dancing with the Devil, The Art of Starting Over. I can't wait. I loved Demi's Simply Complicated documentary from a few years ago now. And I love Demi's last album, Tell Me You Love Me. So I'm very excited. As soon as Demi signed with Scooter, I knew it was kind of only a matter of time before Demi and Ariana collaborated. It just makes sense. Um, Scooter loves to get his clients collaborating in various ways. A lot of times at award shows, one of his clients will present when another client is performing. Most famously, Justin Bieber and Dan and Shay, a country duo, collaborated for their song, 10,000 Hours. It actually just won a Grammy, I'm pretty sure. And I think just shows that this is a great formula for Scooter to get his A-list clients. Dan and Shay, I mean, not really A-list, but pretty famous in country music. And getting them to collaborate is great for Scooter and easy, probably, to get them in the same room. So I knew this was coming. It was only a matter of time. I think it makes sense to do it on Demi's album. Um, just to like bring that Ariana sparkle to it. I think Demi's underrated. I love Demi. I think it sucks everything that she's had to go through. And, you know, you wonder what her career could look like now if she hadn't been dealing with so many demons. I think Demi's, I think Demi's vocals are insane. And I think her and Ariana are going to be really fun um, on a song together. Uh, so we'll see. I think Demi has been teasing some of the stuff for her new album on her Instagram. seems like there's going to be a lot of high profile features. I saw a song with Noah Cyrus, a song with Sweetie. So it seems like it's a pretty ambitious comeback album. So I'm excited. And we will definitely talk about that when it comes out. Next item of news is Ariana bought another house in LA. She bought a $9 million house. It looks kind of like a cottage. You will have to go to my TikTok. I did a video um, where it gave the Ariana Grande news of this week. People love that video. I think I'm going to keep up that series. And um, sources say she bought it with Dalton. And it has a beautiful view, pool deck. Good for her another house. It's her third house she's bought in LA. So business is booming. She is buying million dollar houses. Things are good. Um, we've seen a lot of celebrities during this pandemic selling houses, buying houses, trading houses. I think, you know, the economy is not in the best place because of COVID. So we've seen a lot of celebrities selling like their expensive houses to get more cash. Um, but Ariana's been buying. So Ariana's definitely in a good place financially and seems like she's getting 
a house to live in with Dalton. So it's really exciting. Okay, and last item of news is that Ariana is now on the Calm app. She came out with a Breathe In Sleep remix, and the Calm app is a meditation app, and they do a lot of celebrity partnerships, actually. LeBron James, Harry Styles, pretty famously, has a collaboration with them. Some of them are just celebrities like reading the meditations but then some are based on celebrity songs that are like turned into like lullabies kind of and that's kind of what the breathe in one is I just got my free trial for calm and I checked it out Uh, I haven't tried it yet but I saw that it's one hour so (laughs) I'm gonna try it tonight I will let you guys know probably on my Instagram or TikTok um at Ariana podcast what I think of of it I mean an hour long we'll see I also feel like breathe in obviously it's a pop song I wouldn't necessarily listen to it to fall asleep but I love the idea of it still so I'm interested to see how it is if it helps me fall asleep I will let you guys know very soon Okay, now let's get into some listener topics for me to discuss for you guys. I'm opening my Instagram right now. I did this story a while ago with a little question box and people submit things. Okay, first one. So maybe talk about Ariana, Liz, and Matt's friendship. So this is referring to Liz Gillies and Matt Bennett from Victorious. Let me think. I mean, I don't know a ton about their friendship right now because of COVID. I know Liz lives in Atlanta and just got married. They're definitely very good friends still. It's also interesting that they're kind of getting married or like engaged at the same time. Matt, I don't really know that much about what he's up to. I feel like he's always just kind of doing funny things online, has like gigs here and there. And I feel like they used to hang out more before COVID, but I do feel like Ariana's kind of like a hermit in COVID times and really is only with Dalton or with her songwriters. So I don't feel like they've hung out a lot recently. Of course, I know they um, were all at one of Ariana's concerts. So that's all I know for now. Okay, this is from Giselle, who I love. So she said, can you do something where you talk about the backstory and producing of albums? So I can do kind of a quick rundown. It's kind of interesting for me the way Ariana's music has evolved and the producers and the writers she's worked with. And it's just kind of interesting um, evolution musically. So basically, as we all know, Put Your Hearts Up was actually Ariana's first single that she hated it was too pop it wasn't the type of music she wanted to do and so that's why for yours truly she ended up working with babyface iconic r&b producer he produced the majority of the album and that's why it had this more like motown doo-wop inspo and then when you go into my everything is when it's like the pop star machine is on it's like it's like she like hit the it's like she put the engine in gear I'm trying to think of the right metaphor she hit the gas pedal that's what I was trying to say she like hit the gas pedal on the pop star thing in the my everything era that's when she started working with Max Martin who famously had worked with Britney and Backstreet Boys on baby one more time and I want it that way 
Max Martin is working a lot with The Weeknd right now on Blinding Lights. And a lot of that After Hours album had Max Martin on it. Like, Max Martin just knows how to make a generic, perfect pop song that's, like, going to go viral, going to be played on the radio constantly. Max Martin just has, like, the special sauce. It's crazy. Um, Max Martin did Problem for Ariana and just was very involved in my everything. And then Dangerous Woman kind of continues the pop. And it's interesting. I was looking, I was doing research on Victoria Monet. Victoria Victoria Monet has the least amount of writing credits on Dangerous Woman. Dangerous Woman was totally pop, very Max Martin. And then you see Ariana kind of go away from that on Sweetener when she works with Pharrell. Very little Max Martin on Sweetener. And then in um, Thank You Next, it's kind of a balance of Tommy Brown and Max Martin did like Bad Idea and Bloodline. By the time you're at positions, it's all Tommy Brown, every single song. So it's kind of interesting. And Tommy Brown and Victoria Monet have been with Ariana on every album. And Taylor has been on uh, positions, Thank You Next and My Everything. So it's kind of interesting just the way that like, I almost feel like you see kind of what Ariana is going for based on the producers that she's working with and also the control she has because I think positions I think is ideally like what she wants to do um I think she's really proud of it I think she wants to just work with Tommy and Victoria and songwriters that she's friends with um and Max Martin is I feel like when where you really see like the label influence of like we're gonna make you a star um it's just interesting and so you definitely see different sounds I think on each album depending on the producer she's looking at um okay Ghost and Memes asked what would you like to see at the Positions tour so I kind of talked about this maybe it was on our last episode but I really want a more intimate tour from Ariana. I just would really like to go to like sweetener sessions. <laughs> I really want to, or like the BBC show that she did where it was just like her um, in a gown belting out her music with an orchestra. Like that is the Ariana concert that I pers- personally want to go to. Um, that being said, I do think there's some songs and positions that will be really cute with choreography. Could definitely fill up a stadium. Everyone wants to hear POV in an arena. Um, but I don't think tours are coming back until 2023, I think. You know, Taylor just canceled all her Loverfest dates. And it's just kind of like the future of touring is uncertain. I'm really thinking 2023. Or wait, did I say 2023? 2022. <laughs> I think 2022 probably um so we will see what happens but I personally would really like a smaller tour smaller venues that focus more on her voice and less on like putting on a big show and choreography I just I really just want to see her sing that's personally what I would want um so that's my vibe Okay, now I'm going to look at some TikTok comments. Okay, someone questioned, talk about Ari and Nikki. I mean, an iconic duo. I love all of their collabs just because 
Nikki is just such an exciting artist and I love Nikki. I've recently been obsessed with Bed. I feel like I started listening to that again last summer and I think it's such a summer song and just puts me in like that summer mood. Maybe because I think about the video that they did for that song. I think Side to Side was iconic. It's probably my favorite award show performance that they did at the VMAs. Um, It was just so girly and like fun and powerful feminist. I loved it. What other collabs? Get on your knees is super underrated on Nikki's pink print. I didn't love the light is coming. That's probably my bottom one. <laughs> um, but I want to see them collaborate again. I really want that. Okay, Moonlight's Bay asked, um, what you're expecting from an upcoming album? So I'm not sure what could come. I think, you know, a lot of Dangerous Woman fans are like, when are we getting Dangerous Woman Part 2? I know I kind of just did that rundown of like the songwriters and producers she's worked with in each album era. Um, I personally do think that Positions is kind of what she wants to be making, like R&B, softer music fun beats but I think I wonder if she'd ever want to do kind of a return to form pop true pop album like a dangerous woman part two I think that would be really exciting and would make a lot of sense for post-pandemic going back into like clubs and concerts bringing back the fun of that whereas positions is a very like stay at home album for the most part um so I would love to see a Dangerous Woman part two. I don't know if we'll get it, but I do think that's a fun idea that a lot of the Dangerous Women stands have. Okay, Ayla Chang one said, how about Ari's style evolution? So this is interesting. I have been thinking about this a lot because Ariana, I think, is someone that people like to put in boxes sometimes. Like They like to think like, She's just the oversized hoodie and the thigh-high boots and the ponytail, which she was wearing that for a lot, for years, and that was a very consistent look, but she changed it. Um, She's not always in the same ponytail anymore. Sometimes she has her hair down, sometimes it's half up. Sometimes she's on her Instagram story in her natural hair. With her style, she's been wearing jeans a lot more now, so... I think we don't give Ariana enough credit for how her style has evolved. Um, Dangerous Woman era, she was wearing pantsuits and like big pants and um, really only in like Sweetener Thank You Next era was she was in thigh high boots and the hoodies. My Everything era, sometimes she would wear like the go-go boots. Um, She was wearing more like leotards and now you see her more in... um, more of like tutus and skirts than just like just a leotard so her style definitely has evolved um I think someone asked like my favorite red carpet looks I feel like my style is very different from Ariana except for some of these jeans looks I'm I there was one pair of jeans she wore on her Instagram this week 
they're princess poly jeans they're like the asymmetrical princess poly jeans and they're oversized jeans and I'm like I kind of want to buy them <laughs> like I feel like her style like right now like positions era she's been wearing a lot of things where I'm like I would wear that but since red carpets are kind of a thing of the past right now a lot of her prior red carpet looks I was like I don't know if this is really my style or if I would wear that but it looks great on her I loved her billboard women in music purple dress strapless and purple boots she wore with it I thought that was a great look um I did think her Grammys look 2020 Grammys with the blonde ponytail huge poofy gray dress she looked like a princess literally (laughs) um I think a lot about when she walked the Grammy red carpet with Big Sean years ago. She was in this white one-shoulder dress. She looked so, so pretty in it. Um, And she had just like a classic ponytail. I loved that look too. Those are kind of the first ones that come to mind, I guess. Um, But yeah, I think, you know, don't put Ariana in a box because her style can change whenever she wants. And right now we're in the like jeans, crop tops look right now it's kind of what she's been going with (laughs) okay well I think I'm gonna call it end of the episode just a short and sweet one today it was great talking to you guys I think next time we talk will be after the Demi and Ariana song comes out we'll be sure to recap that and talk about it so as always follow at Ariana podcast tiktok twitter instagram (laughs) leave a review if you listen on apple podcasts I'm at 92 reviews right now. I really want to get to 100. So close, you guys. So close. And I'll see you next time for another episode of Young Beautiful. Young Beautiful. <laughs> and I'll see you next time for another episode of Young Beautiful Successful. Bye. Peace.